Hey, hey, what's up, creative lady? I hope you're really well on this fine Tuesday. This week, I'm excited to bring you an episode that's a little different. I haven't done this before, I don't think, on the podcast. So taking advice from Mr. Russell Brunson, who has a business called ClickFunnels, which some of you may have heard of. It's a business that allows you to capture leads through some really cool software. Anyway, I've been listening to a few of his podcast episodes and something that he mentioned is that if you have a podcast, you should be recording everything you do. So when you give a presentation, when you do a talk, when you deliver some content to a group, any opportunity where you could record that, make sure that you do because it makes really great content for a podcast. So this week I'm bringing you a talk that I gave at the recent Newcastle Babes in Business seminar. It was held in April and Firstly, I want to say that the quality of this recording is not awesome because it was in a concrete (laughs) building. So because of so much concrete, the sound wasn't great, but you will have a really good time listening to this, I promise. And you're going to learn a lot about how we can approach sales in a radically different way, how we can think about money and our business and placing some more importance on clearing up some aspects of money and how this all leads to much more sustainable and enjoyable growth of our small businesses because it's really important if we're not selling we're not making money and if we're not making money it's hard to run a business so It's really important that we actually have these conversations because I know that once we start to change the way we think about some of these aspects of business, it can radically change how our business grows, how quickly it grows. But like I said, the enjoyment of that. So buckle up. (laughs) Your next 30 minutes, you're going to get an interesting experience, an interesting uh, approach to thinking about some of these aspects of your business. So enjoy this one and I'll speak to you soon. Welcome to the True To You podcast, your go-to show for practical wisdom to build a meaningful, creative small business. You'll find content on marketing, mindset, and tons of experts who want to help you grow a thriving small business that you love. My guests are exceptionally creative women building businesses from their zone of genius, all while balancing many other roles in their life. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Because I know we've had a pretty crazy year, two years, 
like where's time gone? And it kind of feels like we're coming out of a bad hangover. Like, you know, you're kind of waking up going, oh God, groggy, like, am I really like in rooms with groups of people and hanging out? And I think, you know, I was sort of thinking probably six months ago, okay, I've got to learn how to socialize again because I'm not used to like being in groups where, you know, meeting new people and all of that, that was so like easy and just so normal three years ago. So just want to acknowledge you for all being here tonight. And, you know, if you have a small business and it's up and running and you've been through the last two years as well, like give yourself a pat on the back, getting through it because it hasn't been easy. My husband and I decided to collaborate last year on our business and so we i know a few other people in the room here have started businesses in the last year as well and so even if your business is online it's still presented challenges and you know you're maybe not doing weren't able to do things to your fullest capacity or you had to pivot or whatever but it's been an interesting time so you know the fact that you're here and you're still in the game and you're still excited about what you want to create like that's like that's the first step, right? And you're still, you're still on the way. So I just wanted to say that. Also, Sarah, thank you for creating this for us. I think this is really important. Women love to chat, we love to socialize, we love to be together in rooms. So it's really important that we have these opportunities. You know, I love working at home. I love my husband's there, but I'm also quite happy to like get out and just hang out with uh, other women and, you know, like not even talk about business always, you know, talk about our families and our, our dogs and <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> I'm just gonna break out in a little like song and dance instead of doing <laughs> So I wanted to share a little bit first, like I'll spend a few minutes just sharing my story because you know I don't think it's very interesting, but I also look back on the last Oh, let's say 20 years. So 20 years ago, I moved to Newcastle. I'm originally a Kiwi, and you'll probably notice that my accent's a little bit weird, and like some people like to point that out, but yeah, that's why it might sound a bit strange. Uh, so I grew up in New Zealand, and then moved here 20 years ago. Newcastle is a very different place then. It's, it's uh, quite a thriving, almost, you know, like metropolis now. So it's been wild to come back as well because I spent some time in Sydney and Melbourne and we've owned a few businesses, my husband and I. And so when I came over here to study, like if I look back 20 years, I'm like, sometimes it blows your mind where you end up. You know, you also, it's, it's always really important to look back and celebrate a business journey, even if you're still in the early days, because sometimes we don't grow up thinking that we're going to start the business that we start or we don't think that we're going to go out on our own and do what we end up doing and so it's really important that you a celebrate and that you know you kind of look back at your story and you recognize all of the milestones that have got you to here so i actually studied architecture i'm a registered architect i can design houses and all of that and a lot of people go well why the hell would you leave that career that's like really cool isn't it and yeah it was cool but I got 10 years into that career so six years of study and then five years grinding away in the industry in, in Sydney and I was completely burnt out and completely kind of just disenchanted I just felt really disconnected to who I was and you know my values and I was working for a very prestigious firm but it just didn't 
feel like a fit anymore. And some of you might have been in that spot in your life where you've had one career and then you've suddenly like woken up one day and like I've got to leave or you know we have this like, friendships, relationships, you know it happens throughout our life like the penny drops. And so I ended up leaving that career and I thought that I'd stay in design. I was like yeah I'm just going to be a designer for life but this is my career. I've studied this. I owe it to my parents to keep keep doing it. And I ended up kind of taking, I guess, sort of a break, but I thought this sideways move would end up that I would be staying in design. So I ended up working for Lululemon, and you probably know and love their stretchy pants. They make amazing yoga gear. I think it's like the best out there, but I'm pretty biased after five years with them. And so I started working for them, and then, you know, a few years in, I was like really, really loving my work and the dream of designing stores for Lululemon kind of faded away because I started getting into, getting into coaching and training teams in Lululemon and working at a store level, growing teams, managing stores, and it was so much fun. And I had gotten to that place where I was like surrounded by my people, like I'm living through my values, like this is really great. And then I was like, okay, what's next? okay, I want to take these skills and I want to start my own business. So I started coaching women. And I started coaching women in exactly what I'd gone through, a career transition, because I could understand that, I knew what it was like. And then eventually, actually when we moved to Newcastle three years ago, creative women started coming to me and they were like, can you help me with my business? You know, like I need some help with my mindset, I need some help here. And so it soon evolved into more business coaching. And then last year, at this time, my husband and I decided he'd also been doing some business coaching. He's been in the fitness and wellness industry for a lot of years as well. We're like, fuck it, excuse my let's like do this, let's go in together, just have a go. And we started something called Creator Club. And Creator Club is a business coaching membership for service providers in the creative and coaching industries. And so we have people all around the world and in Australia and it's a great crew of people. I've got some beautiful women in the room that I hope you get to meet tonight that we get to work with and yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. Um, and so why am I like telling you about my story? Well, one thing that we got taught at Lululemon and like a lot of people once you get on the inside of Lululemon, it's a bit of a cult and uh, I'm okay with that because I actually love being part of the cult. But from the outside, people are like, why are these people always so happy? And why are they obsessed with their jobs? And the reason is, is that Lululemon is actually like founded in a lot of personal development. So that's how the guy started the company. The yoga pants were the product we sold, but we had this grounding in personal development. And so we were kind of obsessed on the side. You know, we were all like reading our Jim Collins, good to great now you know, doing our goal setting. And it was the first time that I actually learned to set goals and I learned to set every man for my life. No one ever taught me growing up. It's like, you know, you should, you should have a vision. Like, you should create a vision for what you want. I think growing up, we're so influenced by what's going on around us that we kind of make a lot of decisions just based on what everyone else is doing. And that feels right, so I'm going to go and do that. And anyway, I started to see like this vision play out. I started to see this vision come true, and I was like, 
oh man, like this stuff kind of works. Like these happy pills that these Lululemon people are taking is actually working. Like I'm going to do more of this. And so obviously that came through into the coaching. But what I wanted to really talk about tonight is related to vision, but it's actually more around how money pricing and selling fit into your vision and why having the vision is like the starting point. And I think talking, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that necessarily this is women or men, but I think generally, you know, sales, money, you know, pricing, they're all kind of cringe words, aren't they? Like who, you know, like not everybody walks around going, oh, I love money and it's great for me and it's all good. And, I'm just going to charge whatever I want and people are going to buy it in like happy days. You know, when we start our businesses, I come from being paid by the hour. I'd come from, you know, having an hourly rate as an architect. And so I just thought that trading time for money was like how you do business. Like the more you work, the more you get paid. And of course, growing up as well, my parents have had businesses and I've seen them really work hard. And I thought, okay, so you also like have to slog it out and business is like about a lot of sacrifice. And so I kind of had all of these ideas around money. When I started my business, I started to realize that some of those things were holding me back a little bit. And so there's three things that I wanted to get into around these, these things, around pricing, around, around sales, but ultimately how the vision leads these things. So the first one's money loves clarity. Uh, you can write these things down because they'll go with you wherever you go, whatever decision you make. What pricing is really about, you don't need to write that one down, but the money loves clarity is a good one. And how vision leads sales, ultimately. And this is a really cool way to look at sales that will totally kind of, it's just really blown my mind how like, much I love sales now compared to how scary it can be in the beginning to like put yourself out there and say hey you know I've got the service and it's this much it's going to cost you want to you know do you want to buy it do you want to engage it with it yeah we've all been through that we've all been through that the first time the next time we want to raise our prices the next time that we want to bring on team members you know it's like all through those decisions there's always going to be something related to money that comes through Okay, so let's have a little talk about money loves clarity. I love like little three word mantras. And this is my favorite one at the moment. This one comes from a guy called Dan Kennedy. If you're a personal development junkie, if you love marketing, Dan Kennedy's pretty cool. He's a bit of an OG, he's from Ohio, so he's a bit of kind of a grumpy old man. He sounds a bit like that when you listen to him. He almost died like something like 10, 15 years ago and then he came back to life and he's kind of had this second life in his, his business. And so I, I think it's kind of fun, you know, this guy's been around, he probably knows a thing. But I guess when we think about our vision, when we think about clarity, when we've got a vision, what we're looking at is something off in the future that we desire. And if, it can't, if it, we're talking about our businesses, you know, it's probably like way over here for most of us. Like a vision is like three to five year time frame, but we don't always have an exact time frame on it. We're just like, I want to move towards that. You might have a money amount on it. You know, you might have an ideal salary. You might have 
There might be certain feelings associated with what you want to move to. I want to have freedom. I want to have flexibility. Like those are big reasons why people start small businesses is because they want to work for themselves and they want to experience that. You know, it might include travel. It might include work. And you're kind of starting out your business thinking, okay, I've got a bit of an idea of where I want. As you move along and you've like proven the concept and people are paying you for what you want, the vision usually expands. And it's really important that we actually do this work because as I said, it leads everything. And it also helps us to be able to make really great decisions around money. And then it helps us guide our pricing and then it helps us when we get into selling our stuff. So when we talk about clarity, say we've got our vision over here, I'm like the vision three to five years. And then here's April 22nd, tonight, right? And so we're looking over there and we're going, okay, I kind of have, doesn't even matter if you don't know the steps to get there. It's gonna be like a bit of a winding path. You might go, I've been talking to some people tonight that it's been like, like, you know, crazy. So you don't need to even know the exact steps. You just need to know what you're moving towards. But slowly as you go from tonight, you're going to need to create some clarity. You're gonna to need to get the things out of your way that are, stopping you getting towards your vision and typically a lot of the work we need to clean up is around money because it drives our stories around money and everything that we're listening to from everyone else or believing about money is going to determine like how easy or smooth that path is because you know it, it's like if we're not earning money we don't have a business so it's kind of like ground zero 101 business, right? So what you need to do is when you're starting out or you're a few two years down the track, you need to keep coming back to that vision where that vision is like it's a practice that you do every day ultimately or it's something that you look at you know, every week or every month or you do a big vision exercise once a year. So we start there and then what we do is we create this clarity through the path. But when we think about, say, April 22nd and we're in our businesses, and I think it was great that Sophie spoke before me because she's someone that helps you create clarity around money in your business. And, you know, money is like flowing in and out of our businesses all the time. And so when we think about money loves clarity, we can go, cool, okay, am I like, blocking the flow of money coming in or am I like allowing it to flow in but I'm like reluctant to invest in my business and, and give it out. So the more clarity we can create around what we're thinking about money, the more we can allow money to flow in and out of our business and the more we can make really powerful decisions because ultimately those decisions are helping us move towards that vision. So that's the first thing is Create your vision and then clear the path to the vision as you go and then start where you are and start to think, you know, if I'm not paying invoices on time or if I'm not sending out invoices in a timely way, I can't let that money flow back into my business. So it's like, I would say this is a practice that you want to check in with yourself. Like I do this work every week, you know. And it can be as granular and as simple as when I look back at my money journey and some of the stories that I've had around money. I used to freak 
the hell out if I had to like open my bank account on my phone. And I was like, oh, this is not right. This is not good. Like if I'm wanting money to come into my business, surely I should be able to like look at the bottom line. Like I should be able to look at my account and be okay with what's in there or what's not, not in there. And so it could be for you a practice as simple as, okay, I'm going to check in with my bank account every day. I'm just going to notice how I feel about it. If I've got those like feelings in my body of like contraction, it's, or, you know, I'm all up in my head and anxious and nervous, which is where I was at. It's like, cool, I've got something to work with here. I can go and, you know, find some resources. I can talk to a coach. I can... Um, just do that one thing every day, noticing how I feel, and maybe that's going to change. And it did. That one little thing like changed everything for me. Where now I'm like excited to look at the numbers. I don't fear the numbers. Like I know that they're constantly going up and down, and that's cool because that's what money does. It flows in and out. It just moves around. It's always moving around, and it's whether it's like moving towards you sometimes or moving away from you sometimes. So that's money loves clarity. And then in terms of pricing and thinking about what pricing is really about, I'm not going to give you like pricing strategies tonight or anything like that because we've all got really different businesses. So I'd be like here for hours just talking pricing strategy. So let's just talk a little bit high level about how we actually determine our prices. And I think this one thing alone will really help you. Like, I know that it's helped me. I know that it helps a lot of the businesses that we work with. And inevitably, conversations around pricing, you're not going to keep your pricing at the same point forever. So you're going to have times where you're moving towards your vision. And in order to really get to that vision, you might have to have that hard conversation with yourself of, Okay, cool. I want to. I'm here. I want to be there. I think my prices need to change, or I've got that bit more experience. I think you know, or my clients have changed, or some circumstances might have changed that you address the pricing conversation. Who like who who's had who's recently changed prices in their business? Yeah, awesome. Cool. Was it fun? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Popping champagne. Yeah. 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 So worth is an interesting one because I think, and not to under, like, undermine the idea of worth, but I'll tell you in a second where worth actually comes from. I think one of the biggest things I started to do, and this may help is it sometimes if the service is our business and we're providing the service or we've made the product, our self-worth is really entwined in everything that we do. We're like, well, it comes back to me. And it does. Like, that's just a matter of fact. But I think if you can separate your self-worth, like, irrespective of whether you charge a million dollars or you charge a thousand dollars, it doesn't actually change who you are as a person. Like you're still amazing and beautiful and whole and complete. Uh, you're actually your worth. Like you're priceless. Yeah. So you know it, when we go to like think about pricing, what when we understand worth, what we're actually understanding. So if you think about business, business exists to solve a problem, right? 
We're, we're creating things for people. We're changing people's lives. We're making them better. We're uh, making them feel great. We're making them feel beautiful in the clothes that they wear, uh, the jewelry that they have. You know, they keep their hair nice. <laughs> Whatever it might be, the nails that they have. And so, you know, your business exists to solve a problem for someone, and that's not always a direct, like, I need my toilet fixed kind of problem. So when you're solving problems, you're creative, you're innovating, and those are the things that actually create the, the value of what it's worth. And if we think about problems, you know, I, like I was thinking about getting, you know, when you smash your phone and you've got to go to like the map repair people and it's like, crap, I've got to outlay like $200. But it's actually worth so much to you to have that phone fixed in 15 minutes, right? So it does, value is irrespective of time. It can be irrespective of, you know, what it actually is. It's like what it means to the person to have something. Like I know there's a couple of service providers. Ashley does amazing work. And she saves her clients a crap load of time. So for, for them, it's like worth so much for them to get her service because it's saving them time. That's the value that she's creating for people is that they get time back and they get to enjoy their business and they get to do like what they're really good at which is being a coach or a personal trainer or whatever it is. So they get to be, you know, what I call being a user and a genius more. So where does value come from? Well, value, like if we think of, so I'm just going to use Ashley you for example, with her services, Ashley uses her mind to create that value, right? So she's, or even Miranda with what she's created, that's come from her creativity. And that's where the value is coming from in the mind. So if we think about money, if we've got like funny stuff going on around money, it's really going to be hard for us to create the, the value that we want to create. So that's where we have to start with the vision because at least if we know where we're going, we can start to clear those obstacles out of the way and we can just go, cool, okay, this next like, price rise, this is just the next stage of my business. I have to do this because it's gonna allow me to create more value. It's gonna allow me to bring on more team members. It's gonna allow me to you know, provide this even better service or whatever it is. So it's always coming back to you know, what's the vision and then what's going on up here and working here. So what that also helps us do is if, if, you, if we've been in a service where we're charging time for dollars, is instead we can start to look at the value that we're creating, even if it's like you spend an hour with the client, what's the value to them? You know, like I think of going to the hairdressers and I think that's an hour of relaxing, of talking to an awesome person, of being pampered, of like all of these things that, you know, some people will pay hundreds, even thousands for the experience that they get. And so it doesn't matter that I've spent 60 minutes or I've spent two or three hours there. It's like that's luxury and that's, like, that's what that's created for me. So I think that's really cool is if you're someone that's been charging like, oh, I'm worth $60 an hour or I'm worth $150 an hour. 
actually starting to think about instead what's the value I'm creating for that person because that value, like beautiful Jade there as well, like the work she does with kids, the value that she creates is ongoing. It's like, <laughs> you can chat to her about it. You know, she spends an hour and the value keeps going. You know, that she teaches people things and the value goes beyond like just that hour. Okay, so let's just talk a little bit about vision and status. Because this is the thing that's really, like I said, blowing my mind. And hopefully, am I like really over time? Or not? How are we go? Are you, like, do you guys enjoy selling your service? Is it, yeah. no? It's a little bit scary. Do you love it? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Exactly. And I imagine, Meg, that you're someone that's got a pretty clear vision of like what you're creating. Like you've got a clear vision. Yeah, totally. Totally. But you're always like in in the mind's eye, like right here. It's like it's down. It's so you know, that's an example of how having that vision, like I think whatever roadblock you face, you've always got that thing to come back to. It like grounds you, but it also allows you to think bigger as well. Um, yeah, I go. I actually journal. I've started. I yeah. Um, when I make friends, just to see what she does. Yeah. I I would just with her, and it's just like a basic plain journal, and she has journal prompts on social media and the back of little prompt cards. And then, so I was journaling through the prompts, and then I kind of was like, mm. I want more than what I've got. Was a self reflection. Yeah. Um, and then I found these prompts online. It's like a and it was like, when you see someone six months and how do we get there? And it was like all these different, like, all these different things. And from that first one to that last one, I had like the last, well, if I mainly did the last month, mm. but I have just like gotten to all work, like I've just smashed, and I can share it. It's not through Kirsty's, it's some other page that I've found with the prompts that I've saved, but they just helped me so much. It's mm. three questions, mm. three, and it's like really self reflecting and really sit down and think about it. But, Something that, I was always like, that. Mm. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And so, just one thing I'd say on sales, because I'm not going to like take any longer. But basically, if you're sold on your vision and the creative club, when we like, this will be like, ding ding ding. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. If you're sold on your vision of what you want and where you're going with your business. It's so much easier to help someone else get to their vision. And ultimately, that's what sales is. You know, that, that's what you, by creating that value, you're helping someone get closer to something that they want in their life, right? So when you think about it like that, and it might be a little bit high level, you might have to, you know, I've, I've got a few podcasts and things like that on this, so you can go a little bit deeper. But essentially, that vision work allows you to go into any conversation about your work and it becomes not about that person helping you fulfill your vision, but I'm so clear on my vision that it doesn't matter. I want them to get, you know, you put yourself aside and you're able to focus on where they want to go and what they want in their life. And your service is probably going to be a way to get them there or your product. And so instantly, like you, you're not grabbing for the sale, you're like not needy because all you're doing is sitting with that client going, and I'm talking about, you know, a lot of service-based business, if your product is more transactional, this will come through in your marketing and your messaging. 
but basically your job is to say, hey, I know where you want to go, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about how quick you want to get there, what it looks like, and you know, maybe you've got a solution that can help them do that. So that little flip on sales coming at it from a vision perspective is like game changer. And if you practice it, eventually a lot of that anxiety around sales will start to dissipate. And words like sales, words like money, they don't have to be dirty words anymore. They can be things that you're like, yeah, you know, this is fun. This is gonna, you know, this is something I can enjoy. So there you have it. If you've got any, anybody got any questions on what I've shared tonight? No? Yeah? So Creative Club. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, uh, it's a membership. So you join and you pay once a month. That's like the technical side of it. Uh, it's a group. So we have a lot of group calls. Every week we have group calls and we have a focus every single month. But really what our aim is to, is to help you fall in love with what you're selling, like your, what we call your offer or your service, and then basically love selling it and getting you towards your vision of what you want with your business. Yeah, yeah, it's creativeclub.link is the Instagram. So we work with artists, creatives is like bringing in my story, we have graphic designers and we have some fine artists, illustrators, and then we also have, or people that are service providers to the coaching industry. So we even have like a lawyer, which is cool. Yeah, a lot of different service providers in the health and wellness industry. So it's actually kind of fun. Like I was talking to Jade, she's like, I love having different businesses in there because it doesn't feel competitive. We get to like bounce ideas off each other and I get to learn from their journey, but it's all related to being a service provider. So yeah, that's what, that's what we do. It's a lot of fun, I love it. Okay. Thank you.